Welcome to Diverse Tech Leaders, where we jump into the fray and empower organizations on how to recruit diverse tech talent. I'm your host, Kristen Lamoureux. We break the show down into three types of episodes, for you, for your team, and for your organization. This episode is for your organization and community. Hey there, crew. You know when you meet someone and you're immediately impressed with them? That was the case when I first met Myra Herring, and it has held true every day since. Myra is the Director of Events and Programming for ITSMF, Information Technology Senior Management Forum, which is a national leadership association for Black technology leaders. But she is also the founder of Capri Brand, a personal branding and coaching practice for women, as well as the co-founder of the Inspire Her Annual Women's Leadership Conference. You'd think being in the epicenter of multiple networks, Myra would be hair on fire, crazy lady. But in truth, she is the calm in the middle of the storm and she conducts herself with incredible grace, even when she's crazy and her hair's on fire. At her core, Myra puts all her efforts towards helping people grow. She has some fantastic insights to share with us today, and I could not be happier that she's here. Welcome to Diverse Tech Leaders, Myra. Thank you, Kristen. I'm so excited to be here, and I kind of chuckle when I think of the title, Diverse Tech Leaders, because I don't always see myself as a tech leader or haven't always seen myself that way. If you'd ask anyone in my family or maybe specifically my husband, he wouldn't call me a tech leader because I'm always asking him to fix things that are technical or (laughs) help me and guide me along the way. But somehow I am in this space. I'm supposed to be in this space. And here I am. So you are swimming so successfully (laughs) in this lane here, honey. I am laughing. You're like, I'm not a tech leader. I'm like, "Uh, you're one of the initial people I think of when I think of tech leaders. That is hysterical. I know. But you know what? You are absolutely right. I can see, I mean, listen to me validating your own self-awareness and statement. That's hysterical. (laughs) But you are so many things. You Mm -hmm. are a business leader. You are a founder of not only a conference, but a company. And yet I know you through philanthropy Mm. and all of the great work that you do inside ITSMF, an organization that I adore, So how do you do it all? That's a great question. And thank you for that introduction. I look at the work I do as uh, passion work or heart work because it is truly from the heart. I enjoy what you said, helping bring out the best in people. I enjoy finding that potential that sometimes people don't see in themselves and helping to elevate that. And I enjoy seeing people get it. I I enjoy seeing transformation in, in leaders. And that work just brings me so much joy. And so I do that. And the different activities that you mentioned, they all really go together. They may not seem like they, they go together and, and fit, but at the core of it is a passion for helping people 
live in their fullest potential. And if I can play a part in helping to pinpoint what that is or helping people to realize what that is and support it, then I am just ecstatic. I see myself as a great support system for tech leaders. Yes, I am a tech leader and I have to own that. But I also love supporting other tech leaders in the work that they do. It's a community, right? In some way, form or fashion, we're all supporting each other. We all have skills and expertise and and it's an ecosystem. And, And when we find our place and where we fit in that ecosystem, we all essentially should be supporting one another. That's this ideal place I'd I'd love for us to be in. But I'm playing my part. I specifically love working with women, those ambitious women who have work that they do, that they love. And if I can play a part in helping them dress and show up in the part in their confidence and in their strength and power to do the work to lead in their communities and in their organizations, that's great. I'm playing, I'm playing my part, right? But it's, it's so much potential in all of us that oftentimes we may need someone to just help bring that out. Well, and that's so true. All of us as leaders, as we've evolved through our careers, we know the importance of self-awareness. And yet, we all know that we have blinders on when it comes mm. to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know? And there are things that in discussions you and I have had where we're doing the mutual appreciation society and both of us will roll our eyes like, that's not <laughs> true. Oh, she's just being nice. Oh my God. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly yeah. like you said earlier. We got to yeah. own the things about mm-hmm. us that others see in us. Yeah, and, and see it for ourselves. That's the work, right? Mm-hmm. If we're doing this inner work to actually see that in ourselves, that is just phenomenal. And a lot of times it's not easy. It's easier said than done. And I'm a true believer of what we believe in ourselves. We project out to the world. So mm-hmm. people perceive you oftentimes the way you perceive yourself, whether you realize it or not, you're always giving out some energy. You're always giving out some internal thought about what you think about yourself. And, and people perceive that. People can pick up on that. A lot of times, <laughs> confidence often overshadows competence. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be competent because you absolutely should be and do the work to be competent. But people may not even get to the place of them being able to see how competent you are if you don't have an exude confidence. They may not even get to a conversation with you. And if in a room of a lot of people and you're networking, someone with confidence will more than likely stand out to others. They may want to get to know this person just because they believed in themselves, because I am exuding this I feel good about myself and I love myself. It may open a lot more other doors than a resume that I have. It is so true. I get very nervous in large groups. 
Mm. And people are like, what? No, you're an extrovert. Honey, I am an introvert <laughs> in extrovert clothing. Ah. I am somebody who I come home after an event, I crash on my sofa with a, my e-reader saying, don't anybody talk to me or make me talk to anybody. <laughs> but when I walk to that door mm-hmm. of when we could gather and there's 200 people in the room, right? my trick for me is I pretend I know a secret about every single one of them. And they mm. would be really nervous if I told that secret. And so it's a little <laughs> empowerment thing that I'm like, and it just puts that little smile on your face and that little twinkle in your eye of, mm-hmm, mm. I know something, oh no. <laughs> and you walk in and you, and you just go, turn it on and go. That's a great tip. I'm going to have to hold on to that one, Kristen. Oh. I'm going to have to use that. I'm going to see you smirking one day when we finally get to get together. <laughs> <laughs> You know, have you always found yourself in a servant leadership position of, I just want to help everybody around me? Is that something Mm -hmm. that's just truly innate to you? Absolutely. Even before I could put words to it, I'm sure I've always felt this calling to help. And if it were even at a young age, volunteering in community organizations or my church or giving always signing up to be a mentor in some program. I've done the big brothers, big sisters, the boys and girls clubs, the summer camp leader, all of those roles where I served as a mentor or a leader or someone that was giving and and helping again to coach and help people achieve their highest potential from a very young age, as far as I can remember. Absolutely. So I think that is in the essence of who I am. And it's now playing out just in a different platform. You know, it's playing out in ITSMF. It's playing out in my business Capri brand. But it is absolutely at the core of of who I am and and what I believe about people. Absolutely. Yeah, it is something where I think people who are successful inside of networking communities are those who have been labeled givers their whole lives. You know, Mm. that because in a community where we can help elevate each other. Who doesn't benefit from that? Exactly as you were saying, like, let's yes. let's all rise. Let's yes. do this. Yeah. So for those of the crew who may not be familiar with ITSMF, why don't you give us a little bit of the highlight film and history, and then we can jump into some of the amazing work you guys are doing. Absolutely. So... ITSMF, it's a tough acronym and it trips people up all the time, even me. (laughs) It stands for IT Senior Management Forum. It's an organization that started in 1996 from a few technology leaders who were often in their organizations the only Black person in leadership at the table or at these C-suite levels or senior technology levels. And so this organization formed where we could have a network and the core mission is to increase the representation of Black professionals at senior levels in technology. And the idea is to impact organizational growth and innovation. And we say we do this by developing and nurturing dynamic leaders through enrichment of mind, body, and soul. And this is leadership conferences, networking, all kinds of things that allow us to help nurture leaders. At the core, again, that's who I am and and I'm in a different platform in the technology space, but 
at the core, it is to nurture other leaders. And ITSMF is just an amazing organization. When I met it, to know ITSMF is to love ITSMF. I fell in love with the organization, left corporate America, and I'm in this role as the director of programming and events. But I, I believe in the mission. I believe in the work we're doing. We often say we're the best kept secret, and our goal is to become the best shared secret because when you are tapped into this organization, you grow. It is inevitable. If you truly tap in, you'll grow. The network is strong. The people who are doing the work believe in it. There's so much passion behind it, developing and nurturing these leaders. And we need it. I mean, we see the results. We see the results of those who come through our, we have three leadership academies. They're getting promotions within 12 months of graduating. 75% of them are either getting promotions, more responsibility. They're growing in some way and it's evidence. There's data. So yes, we're, we're doing the work and it feels good. You know, it feels good to do that work. And one of the things that I love, ITSMF, okay, sure. IT Senior Management Forum, but inside ITSMF, it's really, it's my family. Yes, it is. And and it's a great way to remember it, right? But mm-hmm. it's so true. It feels like a family. If you come to an event when we could meet in person again, right? You're going to get a hug. You are. You're going to get yes. a hug. <laughs> and it feels good because it's genuine and people want to embrace and it's like a family reunion and we get work done too. Like we are actually oh, yeah. growing and we're developing one another it feels good to see family, right? And how are the kids and, and find out how, if you're getting a higher degree, how's school going and, and how's work going? It, it is that, those are the conversations that we're having. And then we have fun too, right? We're laughing and we're spending time with one another. And sometimes we play cards and go play golf. And there's a group that likes to smoke cigars. So we're doing all the things that make you feel like it's a family gathering where you're growing. Mm -hmm. I have been fortunate to attend some of your symposiums, Mm. which are amazing events. And how many of those a year do you do? We originally were doing three. I think we've right-sized to about two a year now, but we have so many other events. So we have two large symposiums every year. But throughout, we're sprinkling networking events. We have monthly webinars and other meetups for our men and women and our members. So we have events throughout the year at this point. And again, the academies, if you could break down those for our listeners as well, because honestly, every organization should be sending their leaders through these academies. Absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity to brag on them a little bit more. Our three leadership academies fall under the umbrella of the Global Institute of Professional Development. And that's the GIPD group that we have. The first one is the Management Academy, and these are mid-level managers moving upwards to, you know, senior levels. We have an Executive Academy, and these are our senior executives that are moving or aspire to move to C-suite levels. And then we have the Emerge Academy, which focuses on women of color in technology. And it's a program that's helping to not just develop the professional technologists, but also personally. And so those three leadership academies are just phenomenal. The directors of the academies are amazing. And 
it's accolades after accolades of just how well these academies are ran. It's a nine month curriculum. The cohorts range anywhere from 15 to 35, upwards of 50 for the Management Academy attendees. Sometimes it's our corporate partners that are sending their students through, or we have external students that may apply. But it becomes, again, like a family, and they're supporting one another, they're growing with one another, and they're learning. They're learning skills to be the most effective leaders in their organizations, and they will all go on to lead something one day. They already are. One of the other things that I love about ITSMF is that you will partner with corporations in conducting surveys, doing research, sharing insights, and really it can be custom and tailored to each organization's growth, correct? Absolutely. And that feedback helps us. We're reaching out, we're asking the questions, we're doing the surveys, we're getting the feedback so that we're constantly improving our curriculum, that the curriculum is actually catered and curated to meet the needs of our cohorts. And again, the results are showing us that we're doing the right things. It's funny, we just recently had a graduation of our three academies just a few weeks back. And I was just brought to tears, you know, pulling together the event and actually being in the back end, it was a virtual graduation, but I just couldn't contain myself just to watch the level of expression of growth and gratitude that these students have from what they've learned and what they've experienced. It will honestly bring you to tears. It's, it's very moving and it's just amazing to watch. For organizations that are looking to augment their diversity recruitment efforts, you guys have a job board as well. And people can become, organizations can become partners to your organization, Mm -hmm. correct? Absolutely. And we always welcome those new partners because that's how we grow, right? So partners have curated benefits just depending on what that relationship is. We try to make those relationships with our partners mutually beneficial. And if they have, you know, new jobs that they want to post, we have a job board where they can share jobs that they have. They can even host or co-host events. You know, sometimes hosting an event is the way that they want to bring awareness to their organization and what their organization is focusing on. So there's so many ways once you become a partner that you can get involved and bring awareness to your organization and connect with ITSMF and really grow. Absolutely. For the individuals that may be listening that are for they themselves going, wow, this sounds like an amazing community. I should immediately sign up and join. And the answer, yes, you should. Yes, you should. (laughs) Um, individuals are able to join. You don't have to come in through a corporate membership or partnership. That's exactly right. And our VP of member services would be elated if you (laughs) were to reach out and say you were interested in becoming a member. Our membership does have qualifications and there is an application process, but you don't have to be sponsored by a corporation. You can absolutely come in externally from a corporation And the information's on our website. And I know I'm sure you'll put that in your show notes, Kristen, because you're excellent. (laughs) But the website, itsmfonline.org, will provide information about the qualifications for becoming a member. 
And yes, everything will be in the show notes, not to <laughs> worry, along with your LinkedIn URL, as long as you're comfortable, folks wanting to reach Absolutely. out to you and partner with you. Please. One of the final areas I'd like us to delve into is something that, once again, you and I have had some really good conversations about, and I want to bring our listeners into it, is ITSMF is national in its mm-hmm. community. So it's fantastic that across the country, anybody listening within the United States can be a part of ITSMF. Mm -hmm. And often organizations that have a footprint of more than one location where they have multiple sites, whether it is regional or truly national in nature, they struggle to say, oh, we don't have anybody. We're not getting a diverse slate. We couldn't (sighs) identify any candidates that have the skills we need. But now that we're remote... That excuse goes out the window because people can bring the roles to where the talent lives. You don't have to make somebody live in, forgive me, Columbus, Ohio. Absolutely. Right? So organizations like ITSMF facilitate the ability Mm. to expand your reach to diverse sources, but it's each hiring manager and Mm -hmm. each HR professional that has to be the one to say, but the slate needs to be diverse. Yeah, absolutely. The accountability starts with the individual, not just the organizations. I agree. Well, I never subscribe to the excuse that the talent isn't there. I just don't think that is true. And I I know it's not true. The pipeline is there. And if you do the work There is plenty of talented individuals and we've got a ton in our organization. I know that for a fact. So I never really subscribe to that excuse anyway. I think it is is a matter of effort in looking outside of this closed-minded path and way that, that organizations typically hire. But yes, it absolutely is the responsibility of the individual. And I think that the ITSMFs of the world provide this, again, going back to this ecosystem idea, we have the talent and we even partner with other organizations to make sure that we're building the pipeline where we focus on seniors at those senior levels in technology. So it's director level and above oftentimes are our members. We partner and have strategic alliances with other organizations to make sure that there aren't gaps in the pipeline. So these are the NSBs, the National Society of Black Engineers, Perscolis, Year Up. There's all, so many organizations and they're helping to build the pipeline so that so the excuse that the talent is not there is an excuse. It absolutely is. Organizations are doing the work, but individuals and, and corporations have to broaden their reach to really make sure that they're finding the right talent. And I don't diminish the fact that there are certain roles that if you're a scientist in a lab, okay, you shouldn't set up the lab in your family room. (laughs) But within technology in particular, there's a host of opportunities to really Mm -hmm. look at your positions as all of us are and say, okay, these really can be designated remote and come visit us twice a year if you can. Thanks so much. Yeah, it is. And I think to that point, the pandemic has opened up those opportunities and we're seeing them flourish. People are being productive, more productive, even at home. There's some data that shows that. 
that we're able to work remotely. And so whether people decide to go back into the office or not, or, or they modify how often they go back into the office, the global talent, I think, is going to change. It's going to look different on how we hire and where we hire from. And so talent is, is all over the world. I think you're right. You will see a difference in how people are, are hiring and where they're hiring from. And, and this excuse that the talent's not there definitely shouldn't play a role in the future because it is and it's everywhere. And so I think you're right. Absolutely. So in terms of the individuals that are listening today, what are your favorite personal branding tips? I want two or three that each individual, when they're looking at themselves, whether it's their appearance, whether it's you want to go to LinkedIn profile, you pick, honey, what are your best three tips that people need to be cognizant of about their own personal brand? It's a great question, Kristen. Okay. So I would first take some time to actually have a vision and an idea of what you think about yourself and the value and the strengths that you bring to the table and how you want to be perceived. Take some time to maybe even just do some visualization of yourself and and how you want to show up. If there are people that you admire, people that you look up to, some of the things that they may represent, look and create an image of yourself that you can be proud of. So I'll first say have a vision, have a vision of, of how you want to be perceived, how you want to show up what you feel about yourself, put all of that in some perspective. I would also say, be true to who you are. There is a great deal of awareness, I think now about being authentic, that those conversations are happening a lot more, which I absolutely love. I think it is important to know who you are. And so that authenticity can come out unapologetically. Kristen, one of the things I loved about you when I first met you was just your passion about diversity, about women in diversity, what you do for sim women. All of that comes out in you are authentic. I would I would just be amazed if anyone said anything other than Kristen is authentic and we know who you are and you're genuine. And so that's a part of your brand, but that is a part of your brand because you know who you are. You have self-awareness. You've done the work to really hone in on what's true about you and what you know to be true. And so authenticity comes out in that way in you and that it's a beautiful thing. So I would definitely say that. And then the third thing I would, gosh, it's so difficult. If I were just to give some practical tips and make it very, very practical about your dress is you want to always show up your best. You always want to show up your best. If you are presenting or if you're going to a networking event or if you're interviewing or whatever it is, you show up your best because especially if it's a first impression, you have one opportunity to make a first impression and it happens quickly. (laughs) Some data shows that it takes seven seconds for someone to make a first impression and it lasts like that first impression is an imprint that's actually happening. So I would say show up in the best way you can. You don't have a second chance to make a first impression. So don't screw it up, you know, put effort into it. <laughs> That's people awesome. remember that. Yeah, people remember. I tell interview candidates all the time, you can always take off a tie, take off a jacket. Mm. You can't run to the car and slip it on if you That's show it up point. and just a button down. So yes. 
We can always take the pulse check of the room and go, okay, I'm extremely overdressed. Yep. Let me take this jacket off. Let me just get more comfortable now. Okay. I love that. I'm going to add that one to my, you're giving me tips. I'm going to add that one to to my list. Again, hon, I have incredible love and respect for you. The work that we've been fortunate to partner on as far as creating partnerships between SIM and ITSMF mm-hmm. and, and really bringing communities together has been mad fun. Mm-hmm. And I am excited for all that is ahead of us. I joke all the time about world domination. If you and I ever decided yes. to do something, hmm, we have to it's hap- it's gonna happen. It's not even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. You know, and I know for you that you have personal next steps of mm. perhaps a podcast, mm-hmm. visibility across yes. ITSMF. And Absolutely. Again, anything that I can do to help support you, I gladly will. Um, not only you. because you're awesome, <laughs> but because I truly understand that your authentic self is about helping others and elevating others as well. Mm. And the community that ITSMF is, truly, it's my family, is all about elevating others. But people need mm. to get involved with mm-hmm. ITSMF. So, Absolutely. Yes, in the show notes, I will be having all of the details there, both about the academies, the organization, your Inspire Her conference. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get to chat about that. Can you give me the quick highlight film? Sure. So a colleague of mine from business school and I were doing similar work and realized that our work complemented one another. And we both had a passion to help women show up the best way they can. She does a lot of work with understanding your strengths, with Myers-Briggs type indicator and mm-hmm. using those strengths to do the best work that you can. I do a lot of work with inner work, understanding what makes you amazing, being confident in that. And we started a conference for women, again, ambitious women who are leaders in their own rights. It was an in-person conference in 2019, and we made it virtual last year. And we're still evolving this year into what it will become. But it helps women by the title, Inspire. We're inspiring women's confidence. So again, they can show up and be the best leaders in their communities and organizations. There is nothing bad about that. <laughs> yeah, again, yes. amazing, inspirational. And I love the aspirational talking about what is it going to evolve into? Mm-hmm. Because all of us are growing every single day. All of us have an opportunity yes. to understand where we're at, mm-hmm. understand who we want to be and mm-hmm. start taking steps in that direction. And I understand that sometimes it's scary to look at ourselves, but to feel I'm at a loss, I'm not sure where to go, seeking a mentor, seeking a Mm -hmm. coach, perhaps somebody named Myra Herring. Uh, (laughs) It it is a value, but as is joining a community like ITSMF, Mm -hmm. because we feel safer when we're in community and where we have people that we feel we can reality check with and say, Is this me? Is this them? Like, this is crazy, right? Or to mm. to touch base with leaders and say, I really need a mentor. I really yep. need a 
guide. You've achieved a, the level of a success I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do it all by yourself. And you shouldn't. <laughs> and as we've talked about at the beginning, sometimes you can't see yourself, you know, because yeah. of the blinders you're wearing. So I encourage everybody, as I have done for the last 30 minutes plus, to reach out. You know, to mm-hmm. connect with others, find a community that works for you. If it's not ITSMF, there are amazing diversity-driven organizations, as well as women's organizations, as well as leadership organizations. Mm-hmm. But find the path where you're going to get the support that you need to achieve your greatest potential. So before we go, Myra, final question. What's your favorite song? Ooh, All right. So I immediately went to Lauren Hill in my mind. I have a lot of different other artists, but Lauren Hill's always been like just my girl. Um, She's amazing. Favorite, yes. Oh, my favorite song probably right now from her is Sweetest Thing. I'm just a Lauren Hill fan forever, even if she never makes any new music. Exactly. I respect people who achieved a level of success and said, okay, I'm going to make this about me now. They manage their lives and and they set their priorities versus getting trapped into the the hamster wheel of I got a new music, new music, new music. Yeah. I'm a music head and I love I know. I love having people share their stories of their favorite songs because I really do believe if you want to get to know somebody. Listen to their favorite song. Yeah. I'm a sucker for romance. So the slow, my sisters call me ballads because I'm always listening <laughs> to the slow That's love, awesome. like R&B. That's my thing. So we yeah. were talking about Neo Soul. And mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. So. All my playlists, like most of them are in that Neo Soul category. So absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today, Myra. I loved your story as well as your tips and tricks. And I am extremely hopeful that your head of member services will be like, we got inundated. It's great. (laughs) With all the new members. I love that. That's always the goal, the concept of community that you talked about. That's what we're constantly trying to build. I am doing it personally and professionally, and I believe in that. And so you are part of that community. And so thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for believing in others and seeing something that needed an advocate and being that advocate. Thank you for the work that you do, Kristen. It's amazing. And I'm so happy to have been on the podcast today. Thanks for seeing something in me and and reaching out. And I truly enjoyed it. It has been mad fun and our relationship continues to grow every day. Thank you so much, Myra. My pleasure. Thank you for spending your time with us. As always, we hope that you continue to benefit and grow from listening to Diverse Tech Leaders. If you'd enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes or whichever platform you're using to listen. You can also get more information at diversetechleaders.com. Stay well. Stay well.